Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Well, welcome into Mox on the Mic. Chris Goforth with you. Mox on the Mic presented by SmartBank. I'm glad to have you along with us this week as Chattanooga kicks off the, or I should say tips off, the men's basketball portion of the schedule and the Mox do it in fine fashion with a 99-63 victory over Lander. Fans were not allowed in the arena, so hopefully you got a chance to be around the radio to listen to JR or you, you joined Todd Agney and myself on ESPN+. And Todd's kind enough to uh, hang around after the game so we could uh, record this podcast here courtside after Chattanooga's nice 99-63 win over Lander. Todd, let's, let's start with a couple of things from this, uh, this game. Uh, but what did you see from this basketball team today? Well, I saw Malachi Smith come out and get comfortable right away and deliver on expectations. Uh, you know, I had a chance to talk to him, and he said, you know, I was feeling really anxious about the game. And uh, that first shot, he goes, I was really anxious about that first shot. And when that first ball went down for him, he said, you know, it just felt like, okay, this is basketball again. I saw a team that got close to 100 points, you know, and so – uh, yeah, you could say that there were stretches of mistakes, but I, I think in the long run, sometimes you give and you get credit for getting a win, regardless of play or mistakes. Malachi Smith, by the way, nearly a triple-double in this game. He finished with 18 points. He had 10 rebounds, and he had five assists today, so he played extremely well for the mocks. Uh, had 10 points in the first 10 minutes of play, and you know, he was uh, just in the media room uh, talking to uh, the, the pool of reporters there, and, and he said then that he thought today would be a confidence boost because the mocks are going to end up playing three games in five days. So getting a win today to kind of start things off and, and to win, is, as you mentioned, nearly putting up 100 points can be a little bit of a confidence booster for these guys, and they probably need it. Northern Kentucky rolls up in here on Saturday afternoon against these mocks, and that's a Northern Kentucky team that has won the last two Horizon League championships. Right. If you get good between your first and second game, which is traditionally what happens, if you're Chattanooga, you're hoping that is happening for Northern Kentucky because this is going to be a whole different level and a different test for Chattanooga. They used 11 players today in this game, and part of that is because with COVID, at any one time, somebody in front of you could not be there that day, so you've got to be ready. And uh, it was nice to see everybody get out there and get on the floor, and they'll probably need those bodies against Northern Kentucky. Uh, Coach Lamont Paris, he said it earlier. He said it was just a relief to get out there and to be on the floor. He talked about trying to make it as normal as possible for his guys, and I think we saw some of that here today. Even though there were no fans in the stands, uh, they did go through the normal pregame routine of a national anthem and the player introductions. They tried to keep that experience for those guys as close as it is to normal. But, Todd, I go back to when uh, Wes Moore was the, uh, the women's basketball coach here. Uh, coach Moore used to always talk about it. I, I remember asking him one time about they had gone to um, one of those trips to the, the Bahamas, and they ended up playing in you know one of those early season things in the Bahamas. And they didn't play in a gym. They played in a hotel ballroom where they came in and laid down a basketball floor. And there was, you know, there might have been 30 people in the stands. And I asked uh, Coach Moore about that one time. And he said, well, when you're in that kind of environment, you got to learn to be able to bring your own energy. Right. It's bring your own energy. And I heard him say that a lot over his time here at UTC. And I think for 
for this, for both the men and the women, that's going to be key this year is you got to be able to bring your own energy, uh, whether you're playing at home or on the road, because the environment is just different. You know, I watched a lot of um, Trey Dooms today sitting on the bench, and you bring up an excellent point, Chris, in that, you know, even while he was sitting on the bench until the latter stages of the game, he was involved. He was waving his towel. He was patting guys on the back. He was, you could see he was emotionally involved in the game. And I've talked with so many different caliber of coaches with different sports about when you go to a game, when you're recruiting somebody, when you're recruiting a kid out of high school and you go to watch them play, are you going to watch them play? Why are you going? You've got the tape. And, and, and they all say, look, 70% of the reason why I'm there is to see what does that person act like on the bench? How do they treat their players when they're not playing? How do they handle a bad call? How do they handle getting benched? And he goes, I see all the good stuff. Coaches will tell you, look, we see all the three-pointers and the dunks and the breakaways and the made free throws, but we want to see how people respond when they're on the bench. And he is one of those players demonstrating in this time that you still have to be involved in this game. It's a challenge. I thought he pulled it off. And my hat's off to him and to teams that can bring their own energy. I wouldn't be surprised this year if at some point that's the tipping point for many clubs. Chattanooga with a couple of guys playing in their first college games. Uh, Jamal Walker, redshirt freshman. He's a local product from here in Chattanooga. He uh, uh, went to East Hamilton High School. He was able to get into the game. And then Jaden Frazier out of Pulaski, Virginia, two guys that saw their first ever action in a college basketball game today. It's interesting, Todd, this Chattanooga roster has zero freshmen on it. That There's is right. no true freshman. There's a couple of red shirt freshmen in Walker and Frazier, but there's no true freshman on this roster. That's uh, You don't see you don't that. See, I was going to say, right. you, you don't see that. You didn't used to see that. I'm wondering, as the transfer rule starts to play out and we're getting into our second year of this, what is that going to look like? Players are now allowed to make, and I, and I hate to say this, but I will almost a knee-jerk reaction to not playing a lot of minutes or maybe getting red-shirted, and so they're going to go somewhere else. Um, I think it's too early to tell, but you just look at rosters. You look at the turnover in rosters, especially in the league this year. Several teams went through multiple player turnovers just with transfers, and so you have to find a way to get people involved, and I thought that uh, Chattanooga did a good job of that today. That's such a part of the game now in college basketball, and, and it's certainly at the mid-major level where the idea that that's what makes a guy like David Jean Baptiste so rare uh, is the fact that David Jean Baptiste is a redshirt senior mm -hmm. that is in his fifth year yeah. here at UTC, and you just don't see guys like that. And David Jean Baptiste, by the way, came into this game. He's 75 points away entering this game uh, from, uh, from having 1,000 points in his Chattanooga career. He scored 19 points today. So now he's, what, 56 points away from getting to 1,000. So, again, you just don't see guys that stick around like that. No, I mean, think about it. If, you know, if the transfer rule were in play in, in your house or my house, how many different children would have come and gone by now, right? You know, kids would be going in and out the door, and that's what you face here. And, and you bring up uh, Baptiste, and certainly, you know, a guy that has stuck around through the highs and the lows and changes and different different guys to be around, different friendships. And uh, he, he, has, he has been very consistent in his play, in his demeanor, in his loyalty. 
uh, and into his effort. And I thought it showed today on the floor. He didn't start well offensively. He adjusted his game. He didn't let up off the throttle defensively. He got other people involved. And he ended up helping them more than he hurt them. And sometimes when an offensive guy goes into a slump, he can hurt a team in so many different ways. And that's not what he did today. And he talked about kind of how far this program has come. If, if folks can remember uh, his first game that where he was actually after his red shirt year was Lamont Paris's first game mm -hmm. as the head coach here. It was an exhibition game against Francis Marion. And the Mox lost this game uh, that night what was that, four years ago now? Okay. And so David Jean Baptiste talked about that a, a few minutes ago in uh, in talking to the media in the fact that just how far this team and this program has come in these last four seasons under Coach Lamont Paris. I remember it was early on in the season. I remember um, being, the game, being the game that we know we should have we, uh, we won. I remember um, – I remember us coming out. I mean, it was a great game by both teams. Both teams played hard, and I remember at the end they, they kind of, um, I mean, they kind of rallied up, rallied on at the end, and they made a comeback and eventually getting a win. So I, I remember, I remember that being a game that it doesn't matter who you're playing, especially early on in the season, that you need to come out and you know, and it doesn't matter who you need to come out and play like your best game. We also talked, to, or, or Coach Paris also talked a little bit about some of the guys that are playing significant roles now for Chattanooga that have not been in those roles before. Um, we mentioned a couple of guys playing for the first time, but you also have a guy like Josh Yenny who transfers in from South Alabama. You've got Mark T. Koninko, the transfer from, from Sam Houston, a couple of guys, Malachi Smith, who finally is eligible now after having to sit out last year. Um, those guys all came in and, and contributed. Ayeni finished with 10. Malachi Smith finished with, uh, with 18 points. And um, we saw uh, Tekonenko come in and, and add five points, but he's a guy in 16 minutes that I think as the season goes on, we're probably going to see a lot more of him. But, look, I think Chattanooga fans have a lot to be excited about when it comes to Malachi Smith. And I don't think we've seen the best of Josh Ayeni yet either. No, I don't either. Matter of fact, he started off the game so hot. He had, he had wonderful ball skills down low. He didn't turn the ball over. He had very good footwork. I think they went away from him later in the game by design. And, um, but he was still out on the floor being productive. It's interesting. You look at the rebounding numbers in this game. It wasn't the big guys that contributed the most. It was the smaller lineups that picked up a lot of the rebounding, a lot of the guard play. And so I would think at some point you'd need those bigger guys to come along and help out out there as well. And I think that will eventually happen. And that's one of the things that Lamont Paris mentioned a minute ago when talking to the media in the fact that he felt like this was a group that they had to play a little small because – Lander played small, mm -hmm. so they kind of forced them into uh, maybe a smaller lineup than what they would have initially uh, would have liked to have seen. But uh, the Mox with their 29th straight season opening win at home. The last time Chattanooga opened the season at home with a loss it was 1959, so it's been a while. Yeah, I missed that one. So you, you, um, I can't believe you were Yeah, here. I mean, uh, yeah, the history fails me there. But, um, again, um, sometimes you give and you get credit for winning, and, and I thought that's what happened today. I know what's going to happen later today as Coach Paris is going to go back and look at the film. And, and you know, in sports, rules are not meant to be broken, and uh, he's going to look for those, and he's going to try to clean up a little bit. Again, it's a real short turnaround, and um, I think he's just enjoying this one right now. I think everybody is enjoying the feeling of just playing a game. 
Uh, let's uh, let's finish up with this. He said just a moment ago that he thought this was the highest baseline that they have ever started from. He said today's the baseline. This is what you yeah. build from. He said this is the highest baseline they've started from, even more so than last year for a team that went 20 and 13. <laughs> I think that certainly showed in his demeanor. We were watching him a lot this afternoon. And, uh, you know, some moments where he could have gone one way or the other, and uh, things turned out to work well on the floor, and so he seemed to be satisfied with the overall performance. But as he said in the press conference, um, you know, the tape will tell him exactly how he needs to feel about this team and what they need to work on. And if, uh, if you didn't get a chance to see the game, uh, Coach Paris with a white towel draped across his shoulder in honor of John Thompson, he talked about that a few minutes ago to the media as well. There's a group of black head coaches that are in honor of uh, Coach John Thompson, uh, the former coach at Georgetown, wearing uh, wearing a, a white towel um, for our opening game and and potentially even this week. I don't know how long we would talk about doing it, but um, just as a way to honor him, it's uh, it's funny because I never grew up thinking that coaching was what I was going to do. It wasn't even necessarily what I wanted to do as a college age guy even and for some guys they want to do it really young but I do remember you know obviously I loved basketball and when I thought of coaching and Georgetown was my favorite team growing up um, and when I thought of coaching it was John Thompson as as in a, and you could look at that and you could see him and the success that he was having and uh, uh, the demeanor that he had and and the impact that he had on guys' lives, even as a young person, you could see that. And so I thought it was really important. And so um, the fact that we had all decided to do this meant, meant a lot to me just because it, it literally impacted me as a, as a young person who, who was enamored with the game of basketball. And he was, he was a big part of what I saw whenever I looked at college basketball um, and what that might mean for me. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, a lot of respect to a coach that, that blazed a trail for, for everybody in this game. I mean, the way they played basketball at Georgetown, the players that they went out and got when, George, when, when Coach Thompson was there. I mean, you know, he just changed so much of the game. Think about the big man influence that, that he was, you know, uh, responsible for not necessarily introducing, but, but uh, going out and getting kids like that that he got. And um, so I, 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 th I thought that was a wonderful touch of class. Chattanooga with a 99-63 win over Lander University. UTC shot 48% from the floor, 48% from three-point range. They hit 13 out of 27 as the mocks roll to a comfortable win. Now, it won't be this easy on Saturday. They get Northern Kentucky that visits the McKenzie Arena. And, Todd, that's a program that has uh, won their last two uh, conference tournament titles. So right. that'll be a, a very good mid-major program that uh, visits the arena on Saturday. I really don't believe 30 games of what we saw today prepares you for what you need to face in March. Northern Kentucky, those are the games that get you ready. Those are the games that test your mettle. And um, you'd rather have more games of those. That's going to wrap it up for us this week here on Mox on the Mic. Thanks to Todd Agney for joining me. Thanks to you for listening in as well. We'll look forward to being back with you again next week. Until then, stay safe. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth saying so long, everybody, and go Mox.
Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.